Tell the whole congregation of God's people, this is a day for new beginnings. This is the time of God's appearing. This is the moment for faithful response. Praise God in the assembly of the faithful. Make melody to God and sing a new song. Praise God for a life enriched by love. Praise God for love that fulfills God's law. This is the hour to wake from our sleep. The energy of God's love fills this place. Here we claim our identity as Christians. Here we become the church of Jesus Christ. Direct us, O Lord God, in all our doings with your continual help, that in all our works, begun, continued, and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name, and finally, by your mercy, bring us to everlasting life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. may be seated. First reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 to 20. Moses is speaking to the gathered Israelites before they cross the Jordan. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today, by loving the Lord your God, walking in his ways, and observing his commandments, decrees, and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and holding fast to him. For that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land that that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. i 
shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. 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 Gospel lesson according to St. Luke, chapter 14, verses 25 through 33. Now large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all will see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to wage war with another king, will not sit down first to consider whether he's able with 10,000 to oppose the ones who come against him with 20,000? If he cannot then, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can be my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. The word of the Lord. Y'all may be seated. In case you're getting nervous that I'm going to use that text, I'm not. (laughs) In case you're getting nervous about selling all that you have, that's up to you. As often happens during the course of the week, picking scripture and hymns and finalizing the liturgy that will be in your bulletin today and we will use on Sunday like we're doing this morning. As I work toward the sermon and decide what to say, for those of you who are starting school, I always used to tell my nieces and nephews when they were younger, they're all in their 20s now, when they were younger going to school they would go, Grandpa, why, you know, what do you do during the, the week? I mean, don't you only work on Sundays? And I said, well, not exactly. And I said, how about this one? Every sermon that I write is about like writing a 2,500 word essay. They go, whoa, no way. Every week? Yeah, every week. <laughs> So this one's not quite that long. It's 1,911 words in case anybody's counting. (laughs) Word processing does that. I didn't count them. (laughs) But what sometimes happens as I'm looking for inspiration and seeking the influence of the Holy Spirit in the process, I decide to change the focus scripture for the sermon. There were two suggested Old Testament readings, the one that John Heilig read so well for you earlier. And then they also suggested Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 through 11. I couldn't help it. You'll hear why. Especially for rally day. So listen now for Jeremiah 18 verses 1 to 11. God told Jeremiah, up on your feet. 
go to the potter's house. When you get there, I'll tell you what I have to say. So I went to the potter's house, and sure enough, the potter was there, working away at his wheel. Whenever the pot the potter was working on turned out badly, as sometimes happens when you're working with clay, the potter would simply start over, using the same clay to make another pot. Then God's message came to me, Jeremiah said. Can't I do just as this potter does, people of Israel? God's decree, watch this potter. In the same way that this potter works his clay, I work on you, people of Israel. At any moment, I may decide to pull up a people or a country by the roots and get rid of them. But if they repent of their wicked lives, I will think twice and start over with them. At another time, I might decide to plant a people or a country. But if they don't cooperate and won't listen to me, I will think again and give up on the plans I had for them. So tell the people of Judah and the citizens of Jerusalem my message. Danger! I'm shaping doom against you, laying plans against you. Turn back from your doomed way of life. Straighten out your lives. This too is the word of the Lord. Um, I would like to welcome my young friends up to the front for just a minute because we've got a couple of things for them to point out to you, to all of you. So any of you guys that want to come forward can. <laughs> Ask her, you can come up too. Annie, anybody? You guys can all come up here. I need your help anyway. All right. So, these guys all had a good summer. They told us that in Sunday school. Um, they they rode, they you know did all kinds of fun things. Stayed in hotels and and motels and cabins and and did swimming and, and rode bicycles and all those kind of things. Come on, guys! Here, there's space for you right there. Um, and so they're here in front of you because they noticed some things that are different. Anybody, any of you notice anything that's different in the sanctuary, Catherine? There's signs. Did anybody else see those? Did you read them? Aren't y'all wondering what that one means over there? BHAG. I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> so, um, if you, um, so we've got a bunch of them here. So if some of you guys could read some of them for me. Astrid, start by reading that one. The, the orange one right by the candle. Small things done with great love will change the world. Do you believe that? So, and, and what happens too is small things done with great love will change the world. Small things with great love will change the world, right? Amen? The sermon's not done yet, sorry. <laughs> so, you guys, what do you, think, what do you think that all of these people need to do in the next year to make the church a better place and to make God happy about uh, our church. What do you think? Anybody have an idea? What should we do? Yes, Evelyn. Clean up garbage. Pretty basic, right? Clean up bees. Okay, yeah, those bees can be pesty, right? But we don't want to kill all of them, just the yellow jacket ones. You guys have one? Have one? What do you think? What do you think we can do more than we're already doing? Be kind to everyone. Good one, Astrid. Anybody else? 
Any of you? You got to think about it. And then also, did you guys see this back here? Come with me. You guys may not have seen this, so we, we need to... What's that? Did y'all see that? What is it? What is it? What does it say? Somebody tell me what it says. Somebody who can read it. Molly. Trouble, Trouble trough. Like a, a bat bucket. Like, see, that's a bucket. This is the trough. So it says, trouble bucket. If your heart is heavy as you come into worship. You know what that means? Kind of sad, maybe. Something bugging you. Stressed out about something. If your heart is heavy as you come into worship, please visually place your troubles in this trough. If you like, so your spirit is free to be renewed in worship this morning. Deposits can be made from anywhere at any time. Troughs will be emptied by God. Look what's in there. Somebody want to read for me? Here, somebody want to read for Molly, read those. What, what some of those say? Depressed, in need, sad, worries, in pain, need help, health, grieving, concerns, trouble, lonely, homeless, uh, exhaustion, troubles. Cool. So all of those things are things that all of us experience. So what we're trying to do, and thanks to, to thanks to Sheila Stephen for making this and sort of helping it along, you're going to see it here and you're going to see it in other places over a longer period of time so that we get comfortable sharing those challenges and concerns that we have so that together we can make them better and together we can pray for each other and uplift each other and everything. So this is the trouble trough or the t- trouble bucket and you guys are just as entitled to all of those kinds of things as we are and we're it's our responsibility to make sure that you don't have as many of those as we go along okay so now as we go along we've got we're going to go back um let's go back up to the front and then we got to tell them about BHAG tell all of you guys guys let's go up front And see, Jackson's got shoes that I want. I'm still looking for man-sized shoes that blink. <laughs> Anybody knows about them, let me know. <laughs> so BHAG, Big Hairy Audacious Goals. That's what Big ha- BHAG means. And so some of us have big, hairy, audacious goals. And to, to help carry those things out, we're going to be rolling out. You hear a little bit more in the sermon, and you'll hear, you get something to hold on to next, in the next two weeks. We're going to, I'm going to start doing a thing called Beyond Our Walls. We're bringing together everything from helping people, doing food packaging, going to uh, different places that where we might help serve food to having fun, and going to the Sleepy Cat Urban Winery and talking about wine and the word or doing theology on tap or brewing theology or whatever we want to do at coffee houses or microbreweries. But, but we're, go to the, to the, how many of you have been to the movie tavern over in Trexler Town? Do you know that you can rent one of those theaters? We could have our own little party at the, at, at, at the, the movie tavern. So we're going to start doing all those things to go what? Beyond our walls because we do things in here that we need to take out there and make examples. Both fun things for ourselves and to build our togetherness together, but also some things for other people. And so those things are going to be combined together and swirled around and called beyond our walls. So watch out. Oh, the best one, one of the best ones, Do you? who knows uh, if I say the church ladies from here, who knows what they're talking about? They're laughing. Do you all know what I mean? 
Every Sunday, almost every Sunday, after worship, there's a group of ladies from this church who go out and have breakfast together. And they do it in a very intentional way. They go to, to Superior Diner, and they say a prayer that they say also on Wednesdays, and all kinds of little ritualistic things. So we're going to find a date, and you're, you, anybody's always welcome to go. It's not an exclusive group by any stretch of imagination. But, but they're going to give us a little peek. And so if you want to join us, stay tuned. We're going to have a, a, a Sunday where after church we go have breakfast with the church ladies. <laughs> church ladies, raise your hand. There they are. See? Anywhere from 5 to 12 of them gather for breakfast. So we're all going to have breakfast with the church ladies. So those are the kinds of things that, that are all part of beyond our walls. Because people see them and know them that they're from this church. Right? That makes a difference. That's, the, that's witness all by itself. Most of the time they're nice too, right? <laughs> there you go. So you guys get to participate in that too. And we're going to have, go not only go to movies, but we're going to have game, we're going to have a game night. We're going to do all kinds of fun things too for some, some fun things that you guys can participate in too, okay? All right, so let's pray together and then you guys can go to your seats. Here we go. Dear God, we give thanks for Sunday school, for teachers, for school, and for everything that we need to do in your name. Amen. Thank you. You guys can go back to your seats. So jumping back to that Jeremiah passage about potters and clay and all that stuff. It's really about getting another chance to change, to get it right. That Imagine that a chance to change. Imagine. The passage is really about the potter, the one who makes pots out of clay, who realized that the work in his hands has gone wrong, but rather than throw out the clay, he creates a chance to change. He gives it a new start and makes something useful and beautiful out of the same lump of clay. Or as one of the commentaries says on the passage, called the clay that it's, that, that's being reformed, the redeemed lump. <laughs> I like that. You can redeem a lump of clay. Soft clay or hard clay. <clears throat> we need to ask if church in general is just about keeping the rituals going, at least as many rituals as physically possible, doing nothing different, doing everything always the same, always keeping that the same, everything looks the same, everything sounds the same, hoping that this preacher, this preacher, and any preacher will stay away from anything that might be controversial or challenge the way the world is according to me outside of church, beyond our walls. Or don't always make me feel good when I leave church every Sunday. You know, some might say, you know, pastor, I'm not sure I want you to challenge me that much to think about hard things and make hard choices for my faith and because of my faith. I want church to make me feel good for the work, I, for the week that I know is coming. Doesn't that happen? Does that happen to you? Does, do, do you see that happening to others? Do, you, uh, do others tell you about this kind of stuff that bugs them? Soft clay or hard clay. 
Could it be that the prophet Jeremiah is using the example of the potter reshaping and reworking the clay to say what the church and all of us that are in it and a part of it needs to be ready to be continuously transforming and reforming what we do? What if it what if it means what if that means transformations and reshaping in ways that we budget and spend our money? What if it means where we place our priorities on alterations and improvements to the physical structure of the church that might cause us to have to think together on what's really best for the church? The church that is the people, not just the building and the history and what it looks like, but how the building serves all the people who use it to carry out the work God calls us to do and to the glory of God alone. What if that means reshaping and reworking the way that we do mission? What if we're not willing to be transformed, reshaped, reformed at all? Soft clay or hard clay. Maybe maybe we, maybe all of us, need to be ready to do more, to get our hands dirty, to become the hands that do the reshaping of the clay for our sake and for the least of these that we are called to serve. Maybe we need to be ready to become better at being the hands and feet of Jesus, not only for the world, but in the world, you know, beyond our walls. Soft clay or hard clay. As we begin this new program year, this new Sunday school starting up again year of church, It seems we need to see the way clear to follow Jesus in new ways. And in order to be able to follow Jesus in new ways, we all need to understand that there is only one true shepherd, Jesus, who is also the master potter. Soft clay or hard clay. Instead, you see, we should, be, we should long for God to take this church and God to take these people and God to take this pastor and God to lead all of us through profound spiritual changes constantly and again and again. The clay may need to be worked back down to a lump, but that lump has all kinds of possibilities. If it's soft and pliable, that can be reshaped and reformed, then all things are possible again. We need God to reshape us again and again and again, as I said, into a new and useful vessel. Today, the church must be, must be about praying to God and listening for God, listening as carefully as we can. Soft clay or hard clay, what are we now? Could it be that we are already well into the firing of the clay? So that the clay becomes hard and that the only changes that can be made are by breaking the clay pot into pieces. Or are we willing to take on some needed water to soften us up so that we can be reformed, reformed again and again and again, soft clay or hard clay? I long and pray for that day when God's transformation comes again and again and again and continues to transform all that we do from our worship services to our meetings to our festivals and our dinners and to our going beyond our walls, turning all of them into spiritual encounters, moving beyond the mundane, administrative, busy work, the protection of old ways to embrace the forming and reforming of this new vessel as we move into transformation, renewal, and rejuvenation of the whole church soft clay or hard clay well 
trying to make sound decisions and attempting to be good stewards of all that God has given us, we also need to be mindful of infusing all that we do with prayer and study, learning more about scripture and learning ways and practices to strengthen our faith as we seek the will of God. Carefully listen to for God's voice, actively seeking to discern the Spirit's leading, and always, always, always trying to move in the ways that God wants us to move and be, or at least try to find that out. Soft clay or hard clay. To help us to get to this place of learning and experiencing and doing all while being mindful of trying to remain and trying to maintain soft clay. As I mentioned during the time with the younger friends, I'm introducing this new way of organizing our efforts here to do meaningful things and fun things. And things that make us think and things that expand our faith horizon and things that help others. On this rally day, on this Sunday School Starts Again day, as we contemplate the the coming program year of the church, I'm launching this Beyond Our Walls thing. Oh yeah, here you go. If you're under 20 or 25, you can ask what that means. It's a hashtag. What? Hashtag. (laughs) I won't spend a lot of time on that. I'm in full-blown planning mode to putting the final details together for things we can do beyond the walls. I told you about the church ladies, but we're also going to do another food packaging event where there's going to be opportunities either to go to Daybreak at Dove's Memorial or Jubilee Breakfast at Liberty Bell Church or something like that to feed those who are hungry. Fellowship opportunities like the, the... the breakfast of the church ladies are going to the movies at Movie Tavern in Trexler Town. Be ways of both learning and being social at the same time. Something I'm calling wine and the word at the Sleepy Cat Urban Winery or what's brewing theologically. A time of fellowship, discussion, and learning where we can spend some quality time together sharing knowledge, wisdom, and a beverage that could move, that will move around to local places like Yergi's Nano Brewery. If you don't know about that, you should. Or South Mountain Cycle and Cafe. Other places like that that are around us and in our neighborhood. I'm putting the finishing touches on the first events and we'll be rolling out more information over the next two weeks to share with you all. So stay tuned and be on the lookout for communications with this hashtag (laughs) and other uh, written forms if you're not into hashtags. Who knows where this kind of devotion and action will lead us. This change comes because God has and continues to reshape and reform this church, God's church. You see, God's intention to renew the church is unchanging. It doesn't matter. It happens not just here, but everywhere. We seem to be the ones who think that we have done enough. Sometimes. Chapter 19 of Jeremiah lets us know that we can go too far in our hesitation, our fear of what might come, or who might come, or where it will lead us. But our Jeremiah passage shows us about a God who reworks us into a new vessel. Soft clay or hard clay. God doesn't say the church isn't working, I'll make a different kind of social agency. God doesn't say that Jerusalem Western Salisbury Church isn't working, I'll turn it into a community center or preserve the building and call it the Jerusalem Western Salisbury Church Museum, just the way it is, a historic landmark or museum. God wants to create and recreate in us a good and useful church, a beautiful work of art that goes far beyond the beauty of our buildings and things we possess. Those are important, but we need to go beyond that. We need to go from here, out there, 
beyond our walls to recreate this good and useful church again and again and again all over the place in groups of two and three and four or five hundred. Are you, are we, am I still soft and supple clay? Remember, Jeremiah's potter reworked the clay. Can all of us together still let God rework us in the ways that we need to be reworked? Rework us and reshape us into the vessel that is already always ready and always being reformed to do all that we do to bring all the glory to God alone. Soft clay or hard clay. We all have a choice. And the choice is up to all of us. Amen? Now, we, as, as we come closer here to this beautiful hymn, as our ensemble, isn't this ensemble great? Don't you love the, the beautiful sound that they make, the joyful noise to the Lord that they make? We're going to do that, a hymn that a lot of people know, young and old. Come on. It's a, it's, it's, it's a wonderful one. Sometimes we only do the first, we only know the first verse. But you miss out if you only know the first verse. So we're singing all six of them. <laughs> Please stand if you're able and join us in singing Jesus Loves Me. Please.